Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day indeed yes parking lot was pretty empty <laughs> oh is that right yeah yeah hey it's a it's a night it's a nice day to work I was talking with my kids yeah. a little bit about Martin Luther King Jr. Day today they're saying do you work yeah okay then we started talking about uh, why they have off school and stuff oh, that's trying nice. to figure out what do you what do you know about him? Do we know? Uh, starting with the question that I, I bet a lot of us uh, wonder about, I, I even did this morning, I'm not afraid to admit that, admit that. does today uh, commemorate his birthday or the day in which he was shot and killed? I think it's that. It is actually his birthday. His oh, birthday's even, okay, that's... Tec- technically January 15th, which would have been uh, a couple of days ago, but I think they just do it on the on the Monday closest to... His birthday um, okay. every year. So then we were having a little conversation with with children, including my six year old, about equality, and she was asking questions and telling me about a video that she watched at school and um, why you should never judge somebody based on the color of their skin and how mm-hmm. God made us all equal. Wow. And so you conquered so, all of that just this morning, huh? Well, don't forget, Donna. Well, I mean, that's a span of like you have a sixty to ninety second talk with a six year old. You get through quite a bit, surprisingly. <laughs> and by the way, not to uh, uh, draw attention to this, but accomplishing a lot this morning remember this is the beginning day one of steve's five day mm-hmm. five thirty a.m challenge oh now it's five thirty. interesting yes. how you snuck that in and tried to like gloss over it no oh, hey what's wrong you was said it 5 a.m no it's no we decided this last week it was going to be five thirty for my daughter to join me in it my 11 year old daughter adeline um said that she would like to try it with me so i said why don't we do five days we'll do five thirty. normally she'd get up at six thirty. Um, so we said, let's do 5.30. Did she do And that? she opted to do it, even though she has the day off school today. Wow. I gave her the out. I said, we could do Tuesday through Saturday. And she said, it's the same difference. Saturday yeah. is a sleep-in day, too. So let's just let's start tomorrow. And we all went to bed late last night. Um, but we got up. I read some Katie Couric, my Katie Couric book that I am still finishing. It's really good. I really like that book. I'm on, like, the final 50 pages now. She oh, read. God. Okay, final stretch. And then, uh, and then we asked each other some questions. Uh, we had like it was like a daddy daughter question thing that I found. So there were a couple of questions that I asked her, and then she asked me a couple of questions. Oh, and that's then, sweet, uh, Steve. yeah, it was nice. So Good. day one in the books, and if we make it to Friday, we're going to Perkins. Oh, oh my nice. gosh! Yeah, that's great. We'll commemorate it. Today is also Blue Monday. The most depressing day of the year. There she goes. There she goes. I mean, I was talking about something really sweet and hopeful. Yeah. Well, I I didn't 
create this. <laughs> I don't make the don't, news. I just yeah, tell you the news. I report the messenger. it. Right. Uh, Blue Monday is typically the third Monday of January. And this day was picked by a psychologist who came up with it um, because it's the perfect mix of all of the factors that make us depressed. <laughs> perfect. Crap- it's a perfect mixture. Crappy weather. Yep. Check. High debt from the holidays. Oh, sure. Man, yeah. medical bills. The mm. realization of how far away next Christmas is and how far away we are from our next vacation. Wow. Okay. Failing on our New Year's resolution. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not done yet. <laughs> okay. And low motivation at work. Mm-hmm. That's a year round thing, though. <laughs> not- and not to mention a pandemic. Yes, oh. right. So it's pretty much a downer. Wow. What? How are we supposed to rebound from that? I don't know. Donate to our Betty White Challenge. Do that. That'll make you feel good. 3,750 right oh, now. awesome. Our goal is five. Yep. Five grand. We could do this. Yeah, Betty loved the animals, so we want to help raise money uh, for animals because it was so near and dear to her. You say we're already over 3K. That's right. We oh, were trying to get great. to 4,000 before, before the end of our show. Okay. Um, and so we we made it close, close. So Oh, yeah. And if you go to mytalk1071.com, it's right there, Betty White Challenge. Uh, you will join a movement that is happening to uh, to commemorate the entertainer's life and legacy. Um, so you can do that. I mean, look at lovely. Oh, gosh, we're at 3,750. Oh, we could we could knock it to Come on, guys. four grand, right? Awesome. By 10 o'clock? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we could get 4,500. I heard you guys talking to, oh, yeah, for sure. I heard you guys talking to Danielle from Canine Inspired Change. What a great organization. So we're sort of focusing our efforts toward this. And I just, I love how she was inspired. You know, she was a dog trainer and was inspired, saw how her dogs were helping people. She's like, wait a minute. Other people want to do this with their dogs. And it just grew from there. Yeah. It's not amazing. organic, you know? Yeah. It's very, very cool. And, you know, and how she was saying that kids, let's just take kids, for example, who have never felt empowered before. When you take these dogs, like your dog, my dog, when you bring them to these classes, they get trained to then go work with these kids who put them through these obstacle courses and stuff, and it makes them feel like they, I don't know, they have power. It's true. It's yeah. a really cool idea. And to brighten someone's day by just interacting with a dog. So true. It's you really know, great. Dogs. Aren't they something? Sure. The dog wakes up late today. Mm. I, so it's like 8.20 or no, something. he knew too. He knew. And uh, dogs have the day off. Took him outside. He came over. He's jumping around, playing for like three minutes. The next time I look, not more than three or four more minutes has gone on. So he's been awake for less than 10 minutes. He is curled up like a potato bug, okay. asleep on the couch. <laughs> Dogs are doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They have a really good situation. If my thing was, if I slept all day, like if I take too long of a nap in a given day, my wife doesn't have to say it. I just sense a uh, sort of resentment. <laughs> Whereas no, if you come up, uh, across a, a sleeping dog who's been up for 10 minutes, looked around, took a crap, and now is asleep again, you know, he gets my attention. I go over and I snuggle with him and I rub his belly. To be a dog for a yeah, day would be really, I'd love that. Being a cat is even better, I think. Because <laughs> they, they run the joint. Yeah, oh, yeah they don't, they don't care. Yeah, they're just like, whatever.
Yeah, they don't care <laughs> if you're there or not. Oh my, you guys, I, I saw a uh, standard poodle at the dog park the other day. Standard poodle. These dogs are so funny because to watch it run, it even runs fancy. <laughs> you know, it's like almost like a prance. Sure. You know, yes. Everyone else is like just slobbering, but the fancy poodle just cracks me up. Just, you know, little things like that can make a difference in your day. That's it. Right? Five it's the bucks. little. It's the little things. Absolutely. By the way, thank you guys for asking. My Pittsburgh Steelers got destroyed I last know. Night. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to bring it up. So we all got together, watched the playoff game. But you know what? We had fun cheering our way into it. There Vikings you fans, you know, the, you know the, the feeling of pain. And disappointment. Yes. <laughs> but you know that's the risk. And only one team at the end of every season in every sport, only one team will have their fans feeling good. Everybody else feels terrible. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's how it goes. See, it's Blue Monday, I told you. It's a Blue Monday. Blue Monday. And Netflix is raising its prices. Yeah. Donna. I gotta go. All right. All right. When we come back, we got some things that make you go, huh? The writer of that 70s show gets paid a very particular amount of money every time that a show airs. Do you think you know how much he makes? We will reveal it. When we come back, that and other TV fun facts next on Don and Steve. Hey, everyone knows the Y is a terrific place to run, swim, stretch, and work on your fitness goals. Well, of course, but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being? That's right. The Y offers health coaching, acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh, my gosh. Join the Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment. Go to YMCANorth.org. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Don McLean. Hello. What I do. And Steve's got some fun facts. <laughs> Did you ever watch that 70s show? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. I, I probably have seen a total of Five to ten episodes. Oh, that's oh, a lot. Okay. Maybe. I've seen maybe a half an ev- of an episode. Yeah. A half an episode? Oh, I guess I've watched the most then. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're, you were pretty committed? I mean, I, I people loved it. It was Not awful all, a long time. Uh, probably seasons worth, but, you know, kind of fell off at the end. Every time an episode of that 70s show airs, I think it's still on in syndication, how much does the writer put into his bank account? Uh, ten grand. Ten grand. Wow. Um, knowing the residuals of somebody else that I know that's a writer, I'm gonna guess nine one thousand nine hundred and seventy dollars. The writer of that '70s show, if the internet is to be believed, gets seventy bucks when it airs. Seventy isn't a lot. Alex Chilton gets $70 any time the show airs. Because of this fact, hmm. he actually refers to the series as that $70 show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess if they were running it in syndication so much, the person I'm referring to wrote a couple of episodes on Star Trek. Oh. oh. So she was my writer. My, my, she was my writer. She was my teacher in college for screenwriting. Oh, cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and she made more than that. It like paid her. Gro- it was her groceries for the oh, month. Oh, that's great! Because <laughs> it was going to air at some point somewhere around the world. I like it when you can tangibly, uh, sort of like appropriate a fee that you get or an amount that you get for something to something. Me too. You know what I mean? It yeah. just makes it feel like if I do this, 
if I do this gig, then I that is the car payment. Right. You mm-hmm. know, something like that. Yes, it's very yes. likey. Like and yes, friends, many of you have already been emailing and calling. Please stop. It is Money Monday, and we will be doing this segment. And <laughs> we will be talking about money, a money fact that I heard. Donna, you read about it already. Maybe, not sure if you totally remember, Matt Lauer's uh, setup at NBC was even better than I had imagined by oh. quite a bit. Uh, so the salary that he had to walk away from in the midst of all of the uh, sexual misconduct allegations against him, Donna Valentine, go ahead. Um, while we're talking about money, might mm-hmm. I just add that we are $175 away from yes. our $4,000 goal. Oh, Nice. Uh, for the Betty White Challenge. If you go to mytalk1071.com, you'll see it right there. We're, uh, you know, if you've got an extra five bucks, that's really all the challenge is. I mean, yeah. You're more than welcome to donate more. That would be amazing, but not necessary. So if you think your $5 doesn't matter, you're oh. wrong. Yeah. You wrong. 75 bucks away from that $4,000 mark. Somebody out there with 75 rattling around in your pocket. Go donate. Simple to donate on uh, the website, mytalk1071.com. Thank you, Veronica and Lisa and Lori. We appreciate you. And everybody else who donated. Okay, Steve, carry on. Lisa Kudrow, who we've talked about recently in this segment. Uh, Of course, she went on to play Phoebe and Friends. She had been cast as Roz in Frasier. She was fired before it aired. What an interesting story she's had. Uh, According to the Internet, Lisa Kudrow published a scientific paper. Though you might think of her as like Spacey Mm-mm. Phoebe. She's like Harvard, I think. 2014, the same year that Friends debuted. Uh, no, that's not true. That would be 1994. Uh, the same year that Friends debuted, she published an academic paper yeah. on the neurological subject of the link between left-handedness huh. and headaches. Oh, interesting. Don, are you lefty? Yes. Oh, well, well you might want to read that paper. Cut my hand off? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I want to know where she went to school. It was either yeah, Yale or... Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Um, wow. I better read that. So I mean, you... so like, um, you know, like a scientific paper in some type of a, like a medical journal or a scientific legitimate... Presumably. Yeah. Got it. Not just say, hey, this is my thesis. I'm Right. It wasn't just like a Twitter post. <laughs> of like, I think people who are left-handed get more headaches. <laughs> I had one for... I'm on some medicine, too. Uh, to maybe stop the cycle. That's what the doctor said. Okay. Because uh, I had one for 14 days, which has never wow. happened to me before. So, Look, wow. that's not good. No, it isn't. I'm convinced you, you've had a brain freeze. You know, my brother Scott's never had a brain freeze. <gasps> oh, I- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I hate those. He doesn't know what the sensation is. If I had a brain freeze that lasted longer than a minute, I would for sure say just kill me. Yeah right now Mm -hmm. what a terrible terrible pain so bad it's intense thank the lord that it only lasts like 15 seconds or five seconds or whatever it is really sensitive to cold stuff like that i can't really i can't have like a frozen drink or anything because it gives me a brain freeze oh yeah it's all about the roof of the mouth yeah Yeah. put your tongue on the roof of your mouth Uh, press it uh vassar college by the way oh Oh, thank you donna thank you let's see if i can get Two more quick things here. Uh, there is a cartoon called Adventure Time. Don, I feel like you would know yes. what this is. Yeah. Uh, there is a small waving snail in each Adventure Time episode. Okay. <laughs> it's just a little Easter egg. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a Cartoon Network show and a little small snail in the background of every episode that waves to fans. It's like a little fake shadowy hand. Wow. Look for I that. I love that stuff. Uh, move over, Marlena. NBC thought Spock looked too demonic. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry would not budge, even though the network was like, we we need this character out of here. He looks demonic. Demonic. But Gene Roddenberry would not budge, thankfully. Uh, NBC ended up just saying, all right, whatever. This and is what fine. does a demon look like? Well, thank you, yeah, NBC. Like data. 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 From new yeah. generation, yeah, new generation. He looked more demonic because he had those eyes yeah. that were weird. He's a robot, a robot. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a robot. That's MC's so, way of saying robot. I like it. It's He's like robot. Ribbit. What is she a robot? <laughs> robot is really fun. <laughs> um, oh, and now this about how I met your mother. The children in How I Met Your Mother were filmed mostly in the first season. So these are the two kids that the story is being told to. And Bob Saget is the narrator of that, isn't well, he? That's right. Was yeah. it? I, that was one of the, the, the accolades that folks were remembering there. Um, so the actors who played Ted's children, they filmed most of their scenes in the first season so that they would look the same age throughout the show. They actually filmed their moments in the final season way back in season two. And the actors hmm. apparently had to keep the ending a secret for years. Oh my gosh, wow. that's crazy. That's what they that's say. Cool. I don't even know how it ended. Does anyone want I to tell me? I forget now how it ended. It's I, been too I didn't long. I stick with it. You know, I probably missed the last two seasons or so, yeah. but I don't know who they who 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 were... I forget. There was like an umbrella girl and who's uh, Ted going to get together with and what happens so to Barney? So is it Ted who's doing the narrating? Yeah. Ted's character? Yeah. He's uh, telling the story of how I met your mother. I didn't know which one it was, though. I mean, it could yeah. have been any of them. Could have been. I don't know. It's too complicated. Boy, you want to talk about complicated. Um, I was watching Cheer, continue to watch Cheer Season 2 over the weekend. And, of course, that Jerry Harris, the beloved figure from Season 1, mm-hmm. who is now serving time in federal prison. I was rather impressed with how they handled that episode in episode five. I'll tell you who spoke next. Where talk is fun. This might be the most fun I've ever had. My Talk 1071. Oh, hey, it's Donna for TG. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Big news. Okay. Big news, my friends. Let's Uh, Let's see here. We 
are at $4,525 raised as a part of the Betty White Challenge as we support Canine Inspire Change. Betty White, of course, a fierce lover and defender of animals. And so we're taking part, as many people are today, on what would have been Betty White's 100th birthday. Oh, my God. And uh, challenging you to donate money. Our local cause is Canine Inspire Change. Holly Roberts sits on the board there. Uh, it's a wonderful organization, and you have ponied up. We started the show at thirty-seven hundred. We set a goal for four thousand. Now we're at forty-five twenty-five. Oh my gosh! Thank you to Jane and to Christine who gave seventy-five dollars in memory of Betty White, and then Robin gave five hundred dollars. <gasps> Come on, Robin! Dedicated Robin? to her four dogs. Wow! Oh my gosh! Thank you that's so awesome. much, everybody that awesome. that's donated. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So. So nice. If you want to be I a part of that it. party, go to mytalk1071.com and you will see the donate uh, right there, right on the main page. It'll pop up easy to do and feel good about your Monday. And we'll be doing this till uh, midnight tonight. We'll be taking your donations. It, I says, it says on the website. Okay. I don't know. This is the back end of it. It says two more days. So yeah. maybe it's up tomorrow as well. Okay. I think this might be the last day that we're pushing it heavy on air. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, we'll take more money. Absolutely. Yeah. Canine so Inspired can. Change. I'm sure they're like, hey, this lasts for as long as you want it to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, Dawn, I think I was talking about this last week uh, during the final two hours of the show. Uh, have you watched Cheer Season 1 or any of Season 2? I didn't, which is surprising because I was a cheerleader. Oh, okay. Oh. Um and Donna, you didn't really watch much of Cheer Season 1, an, did you? Uh, I think I watched two episodes, and then I okay. went, I don't know. So it's a it's a reality show, and it's set down uh, in Texas, Corsicana, Texas. And there is a junior college, Navarro College, who happens to have a wonderful national championship award-winning multiple times over cheer team, competitive cheer team. And so season one came out. I actually think it came out late in 2019 and more people were watching it then during the pandemic and people were just loving it. Um, one, one of the standouts, the standout of season one was a cheerleader. His name is Jerry Harris. And Jerry was just over the top. I mean, he was like a ball of enthusiasm and positivity and he would give what are called mat talks where before the rest of the team, even if he wasn't going to be competing with them, if he didn't make quote-unquote Matt, which are the top cheer folks who are going to do the routine at the national championships in Daytona, Florida, even if he didn't make it, he'd give people a Matt talk or just a real pep in your step, come on, rah-rah, you can do it. So after the show became a hit, they were getting pulled in every direction by all sorts of different big shows, getting all of this national attention. Most notably, Jerry Harris was asked by Ellen to be her red carpet reporter for the Oscars. And sure enough, they they air this footage during episode one of season two. You've got all these stars coming up to him, yes, fully knowing yes. he him. He's talking a... to Brad Pitt. Oh, man. Kathy Bates, I think it was Kathy Bates is doing like the bow down, like we're not worthy, you are so oh. awesome. Because they all became fans of him. Kylie Jenner, huge fan of the show Cheer. And so... You see this ascent. You see Jerry Harris in particular get sort of the the seal of approval from Hollywood of we love this guy, he's great, really a star of the moment. September of 2020, months after the show had gone crazy, Jerry was uh, in the midst of an FBI investigation 
USA Today reported at the time that the FBI was looking into claims that Jerry had solicited sexually explicit photos Mm. and sex from minors. Uh, In December of 2020, Jerry Harris said his team said he pled not guilty to seven sex charges. Uh, They said we categorically dispute the claims that are made against Jerry Harris, which are alleged to have occurred when he was a teenager. We're confident when the investigation is completed, the true facts will be revealed. Uh, However, Mm -mm. Jerry had already fessed up to the feds in some capacity or another that he had there were some 10 to 15 different counts of him reaching out, Mm -hmm. hoping for um, interaction with these minors. Again, Jerry's team was saying he was a teenager. The USA Today reporting was saying he was 18 and 19. And before I tell you who showed up on episode five, one thing I found out, which I didn't know, before Cheer ever became a hit show on Netflix, apparently in the cheerleading community, there was another online show that followed some competitive team that Jerry Harris was a part of. And he had already experienced stardom within that sphere within the competitive cheer Mm -hmm. sphere he was already a known entity and he was vlogging and people loved him and so cheer was sort of something he had experienced this wave before except when it was on netflix and all of hollywood is watching it obviously went to a different stratosphere in episode five i was very surprised to see the twin brothers, mm-hmm. who were the ones who initially uh, levied these allegations against Jerry Harris that the USA Today reporting was mentioning, they had previously been unnamed. They were 13 at the time. Whew. These two guys showed up on camera oh with gosh. their names and everything, which is very difficult for anyone, obviously, who has been through any sort of sexual misconduct or sexual abuse. That process is obviously takes a whole lot of bravery. Oh, my goodness. They get out there, sit on a couch, and they tell their side of the story. And mom tells her side of the story as well. So here's what I found interesting. Cheer could have tried to sweep this all under the rug. Yeah, yeah. It was too big for them to do it. But even so, they still could have done it quicker. And I give the makers of Cheer credit for dedicating a whole episode to the downfall of Jerry Harris, not because I relish watching somebody's downfall. It's it's heartbreaking on all the different ways that you look at this story. But I thought they really took their time and gave voice to the accusers. That's right. And hearing the mom who said she was starting to get a little suspicious. And then she mm-hmm. looks at, she said, randomly, I would do text checks on my kids' phones. You know, you just check, mm-hmm. see what's on yep. there. Yep. And uh, I would suggest every parent do that. I, um, yeah, right. she, she does this and sees what appears to be sort of a weird message from Jerry. And it ends up being a very explicit message. Oh. Um, and she then is like, tell me what is happening here. Mm-hmm. And according to these kids, you know, I mean, when they were 13, Jerry reached out on his private Instagram account, reached out to one of them and asked his age and then asked if he would send him explicit images. Mm -hmm. And then this kid who's 13 sees Jerry Harris, a guy he's been a huge fan of. Right. And um, sort of is in the glow of the stardom of, mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah, right. Feels uncomfortable. Power dynamic, yep, in addition to the age yep. situation. Uh, feels uncomfortable, does it anyway. This begins a, a back and forth where Jerry is soliciting things from him. 
And they tell the story of a time that they were then in person together at a cheer event. And he had already, the kid was like, I did not feel good. I just wanted to kind of avoid Jerry. Jerry approached him, said, hey, let's go talk for a minute. They go talk in the bathroom. Jerry then asks him for sex. Oh my God. And th- these these kids tell the story and it's, and then when it keeps going back to the mom and then these USA Today reporters are also a part of this episode. And so it, it, here's an interesting other, other part of this. Monica, we're talking about Cheers season two, the Jerry Harris fallout, which happens in episode five. Monica, the famed coach of the Navarro cheer team, mm-hmm. went on to Dancing with the Stars. So she had to leave her team for the better part of the first semester. So you have kids who went there to Navarro College so they could study under her. Mm. But she gets asked to go and be a part of Dancing with the Stars, a show that she has long been a huge fan of. They even had a routine that was called Dancing with the Stars. Her cheer team did because of a routine that she had seen on the show years prior. And they tried to mimic some of it. Diehard fan. She gets called out to do Dancing with the Stars. Some of the kids are pretty disappointed. But her alumni know she's been in love with the show forever, once in a lifetime. She's preparing for her first dance, as I recall this, doing dress rehearsal. What a moment. Dream come true. She's on the show she loves. Producer comes up to her, phone in hand, and says, have you seen this? And then it just says, cheer star Jerry Harris up at the center of FBI investigation with, you know, Mm. soliciting sex for minors. And she is like, gobsmacked of oh my gosh this is the night that she's about to perform this once in a lifetime opportunity maybe i would have held off on that right Um, just don't show somebody something like like that but what what can you do i mean they're in dress rehearsal you're going to be on national tv there's going to be some i think it's a damned if you do damned if you don't sort of a scenario for the producer you have to let her know this but the timing really unfortunate to say the very least anyway episode five they go through it all perhaps the most bizarre part of it is when monica said the coach said jerry harris who is still in federal prison and his trial has now been pushed to february it was supposed to happen last week it's been pushed to february he's been there for over a year i guess wrote her a letter and she said i was really she didn't say disturbed but let's use that word for now i can't think of it i was disturbed at how positive he sounded in this letter saying, I want to become a motivational speaker and all this. And she said, look, I get it. There are people who have done wrong and turned it into a powerful platform to speak to people. But she said it just seemed like there was a disconnect of oh, what had happened. Right. You're already jumping to like, let's be positive. And again. what his like, no, plans dude. were for this. Um, you know, it- and by the way, one last thing, Donna, his his teammates you hear their their heartbreak and shock. And I, they also added one of his teammates who said, like, what I have learned about him is so terrible and I feel so badly for um, th- his accusers. And I also, at the same time, am a human being. And when people say, don't you hate him now? He is my friend. Like, I've loved him for so long. And I still, and that is the great complexity of anytime you know someone mm-hmm. who has done something bad, Mm-hmm. where guess what it's a big old tangled thing of they yeah. can be largely a good person and five percent of them can be bad but with really bad consequences and it doesn't mean you instantly go robot to to right. use mc's language <laughs> and just instantly hate this person you love them still 
and you right. want good for them, but you understand that they've caused great harm for somebody else. Right. Because we're talking about children. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is which is their lives. Which is why Jerry Harris is, um, adds another level of uh, heartbreak all around. This, if he is convicted, since these crimes are sexual crimes that involve minors, it comes with a mandatory 15-year mm-hmm. minimum sentence. Wow. So wow. anyway, I kudos to Cheer for handling it yeah. straight on. Oh, and not to mention the episode before we're out of time, you find out that these kids, you've been tracking with them the full first half of season two, going to Daytona, the big national championship. The kids are all excited, both sides, the rival school, Navarro. COVID cancels the whole thing. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Kids have to graduate. They go away. They don't even get to dance one more time and cheer one more time. You just remember the bugger after you see these kids busting their tails for months and they don't get to do anything. What do you want me to do? It is Blue Monday. It is. Sorry. I'd like to say that I have something uplifting. (laughs) I finished White Lotus and I loved it. You did? There we go. Yeah. It's a great show. I think that's an amazing director and writer, Mike White. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we might there have to talk go, a little Bob. bit about that coming up. Also, um, if you see something, you should say something. I saw this story where if you want to live in this particular community, you need to have a body part removed. Little, I will tell you what. Oh, no. We could have structured the show a little differently today if you asked me. But so be it. Raising money for Betty White. Yeah. Challenge. All yes, right, do that. Betty, All right, we'll bye. be right back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I'll start. Sorry. Have my mic down. I did it at the right time, and then oh. it's my fault. That was my well, fault. forget about vaccine mandates for a minute. There's oh, no. Are we going to lighten the show? Today? Yeah, no, it's just an interesting story. <laughs> okay. There's a small community on the edge of Antarctica Never heard of it. that has an appendix <laughs> mandate. Okay. Residents of this outpost community on King George Island are required to have their appendix removed if they want to continue living there. (gasps) Because they don't want to deal with it. If your appendix bursts, they don't have the ability to save you. Bingo. So just get it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, Uh, my gosh. It's called uh, Villa Las Estrellas, Mm. (laughs) which is only one of the two civilian settlements on Antarctica. And it's inhabited by about 100 people. And it's mostly researchers and military personnel. But the nearest hospital is 600 miles away. Mm. So if you were to suffer a ruptured (laughs) appendix, you wouldn't survive. Okay. How about like a heart attack? If you're 600, did you say 600 miles away? Yes, sir. So that would be like if you broke your leg Mm -hmm. and then we're like, quick, get in the car. I'm going to take you to the nearest hospital. Mm -hmm. Do you mean the one in Wyoming, mom? (laughs) Yes, let's go. It's like the um, Ashley Judd situation. Remember she broke her leg so bad in the wherever in the jungle. And then, oh my gosh, it took forever to get her to a hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, also they uh, discourage you from getting pregnant. 
Well, where is this again? It's um, it's a small community on King George Island, mm. which is um, it's a la- it's yeah Antarctica. It's like it's only one of two civilian mm. settlements there. Okay, yeah. So you can just whatever rules yeah, you're gonna yeah, make doesn't matter. Whatever, I'm gonna keep my appendix. Thank um, you. And I'm not gonna move there. It's so cold. Yeah. What's why don't why won't you move to Antarctica? What's holding you back? Well, I is think it the your love of the appendix? I think it's the one hundred degrees below zero why? temperature. Why? So um, Oh, I see where it is. So you know uh at the end of South America. Yeah. Okay. South mm-hmm. America. South America. Okay, it's got that little end mm. that tip, the what is that? Cape Horn whatever. Cape Horn. Cape Horn. So it's you just go across the ocean there. It's it's the south part of our globe. <laughs> you know what I that mean? That does nothing for I'm me. I'm sorry. So basically, yes. that's how you get there, is by Cape Horn, I would assume. Via Cape Horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and gonna, yeah, and it's just a, you know, a small island. This is where, like, The Thing happened. You know that movie, The Thing? Mm. Yeah, but I don't remember what that was about. Wasn't Ooh, it like some creepy. blobby thing? It was a monster that lived there, and it is attacked the, the military personnel. Is the thing the same as Swamp Thing? Nope. <laughs> no. This was um, like an alien-type entity. It's really good. It's a great horror movie. I want to go to Swamp Thing, but I'm going to go back to a thought that I had a minute ago. You mentioned King George or something. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, so I don't know if you guys will immediately know the answer or not, but here's the question for the group. Speaking of King George, what is Queen Elizabeth's last name? Oh, I knew this. Also, what is is Prince William's? Isn't it like Mountbatten? No, that's um, Philip. Philip is a Mountbatten. She is... We know like Kate Middleton and William... hmm. House of Windsor. But like a birth is that it on the is that is that right Windsor okay yeah Harry Windsor Elizabeth Windsor but they don't really use the surname I okay. believe so it's like Windsor Mountbatten hmm all right that's helpful actually I I needed to know that okay good talking to you yeah no it's good to be here uh, don't forget guys it's nine fifty two okay. Prince's estate has finally found a value after a little bit of back and forth. At first, I read this and I thought, are they saying Paisley Park is worth $156.4 million? No, they are not. Uh, But the Prince estate in general, which Prince, when he passed, did not have a will. They've been trying to figure stuff out during these last six years, nearly six years uh, after he passed away. And there was some back and forth because the IRS had a certain amount. There was a, uh, a different bank called Comerica. They had a different set amount. They said, all right, we think it's like 82 million. The IRS said, we think it's 163 million. They're trying to figure out maybe for tax purposes, I would assume. But anyway, they went back and forth. So now the dishing out of the estate, I suppose that process can formally begin now that they've determined the value of Prince's estate, which is 156.4 million. I would assume that he's got houses in Los Angeles and elsewhere. I would think so. Listen, guys, we all love Minnesota. But if you were worth $156.4 million, your only residence (laughs) would not be Minnesota. Right. 
Right? Don't right. you have a place in the Galapagos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. King George Island. <clears throat> I remember driving past, um, driving past Paisley Park with a friend, and I'm like, oh, there's Paisley Park. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, what do you mean? What do I mean? She's like, that's where Prince lived? And I go, yeah. yeah. She's like, it's an office building. I know. Yeah. It I looks go, so Is that an industrial. Amazon warehouse? It's really weird. Yeah, it's super. Yeah. I passed it so many times unknowingly yeah, when I first moved here. Didn't know. No one had yet pointed it out to me. And so you could, and this is when Prince was still alive. You just pass by right. and just be like, oh. She's like, he lives in an office building? I go, well, it's in everything. It's a complex. It's right off of apartment. Highway 5. And I'm sure maybe he built it before it was so. He did. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't Highway Five like we know it right. today. I it think it was farmland. Wooded. Yeah, exactly. I think he was out in the cut, and now he's like, there's a CVS right down the way. Right. There's a Everybody. LA Fitness used to be right across the street. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he tried to fight that. Great question. I would imagine. Don't fight LA Fitness. You know, You're there not was the win. the Walgreens right down the street from him. It, which is where he had gone. He, one of the spaces he was last seen mm. was going in and out yeah, of this Walgreens. Right. But imagine, you're, Donna you used to be a pharmacist. Imagine <laughs> you true. work at a pharmacy or just the checkout counter at Walgreens. And you're like, oh, there's Prince again. Right. Prince is here just purchasing gum. He used to be, honestly, in the 90s, he would show up at random places where it'd be sure. like, oh, there's Prince with his entourage. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh. All right, bye, Don. Bye. bye, Don. DJ Rock Lobster is coming in next. He will have a dirt alert, and then we'll have some music news coming up next on my talk.